0: Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. Amen. Ephesians chapter number 6, verses 10 through 17. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17. Tonight's word is be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Praise God. Word says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age "...against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. You've got to be strong in the Lord. Lord, I just pray that this word blesses somebody tonight who feels vulnerable, who feels like they're open, Lord, to attack. I pray, amen, in Jesus' name that you would help us to know how to take action, to be fully equipped, amen, to stand, amen, in this time of darkness. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. If you believe in God's power and God's strength, can you clap your hands unto the Lord? Amen. It is not talking about so much earthly powers in this book, although those are a part of it, but here the Bible says that we are up against, as a people, as a church, things that are not flesh and blood. They are not of this world, that are not of mankind, but you and I every day are up against great spiritual evil. Paul talks about four high-ranking spirits, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this, day, of this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Paul did spiritual warfare, knew a lot about spiritual warfare. You read about it in Acts, and you read this, and you wonder, why didn't Paul just say, point your finger at it and say, come out, demon, or point his finger at it and say, be quiet, I command you to come out? The reason is, is these are not unclean spirits that he's talking about here, or troubling spirits, or spirits of infirmity. But these are spirits that do not even seek to possess mankind. It's not demon possession here, but rather territory possession, area possession, circles of influence possession. The kinds of demons that are cast out, they are labeled as unclean spirits, spirits of infirmity, distressing spirits. They don't seek to want to control a territory or a circle of influence, or a certain ability, but want to possess your life. And there's uh, some opinions on that, why that is, and uh, maybe another time we'll get into it. But just understand this, not every force of evil you can you cast out through the name of Jesus. It's not how it works. Now, if there's demon possession, yeah, tell it to come out. And if it won't come out, ask it why it won't come out, and then make it come out. It will come out, I can promise you that. But there are some spiritual powers, some spiritual beings that are in heavenly places and here upon this earth. The only way you are going to fight them is if you are fully armed with God's strength. That's right. The only way you can withstand them is if you've got the right belief system in your mind and the right lifestyle and the right attitude, the right character of God. Paul says you've got to be strong in the Lord. Anytime in the Bible it says be, it means don't wait on it to come to you. There's some things you really uh, don't, you know, all you got to do is wait, like the love of God. There's nothing really you can do to earn that. It just sort of shows up and you realize, goodness gracious, I didn't do anything to deserve this. And it's so beautiful and wonderful. God's grace is there. You know, it just kind of shows up. When it comes to the strength of the Lord, you've got to be it. You know, you kind of have to go after it. So anytime in the Bible when you read it and it says be, it means it's not going to come by waiting. It's only going to come by doing. A long time ago I realized there's a lot of things that I would like to make happen in my life. And I realized it will not happen until I make it happen. And the strength of the Lord happens when you make It When you make it happen, when you go after it, when you do it, when you put yourself to it, you determine through discipline the spiritual things, you can become a strong force with God's strength. So strong that even when you feel like falling, God's armor just kind of keeps you standing up. When you feel like giving up, there's a force inside of you that says, No, you can't give up because the strength of the Lord is upon you. I'm talking about a strength, amen, that can move a mountain if you will speak to it. Hallelujah. This is the strength of the Lord. And if you are strong in it, even the highest ranking evil spirits of all creation cannot bring you down. Principalities can't do it. Powers can't do it. The rulers of darkness can't do it. And the spiritual hosts of wickedness cannot bring you down. I know there's differences of opinions in these teachings, but since I'm up here and I got the mic, we're going to believe with what I teach tonight. Come on, somebody. Paul said we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, so these things right here are not flesh and blood. It's not presidents and vice presidents that it's talking about here. Kind of a little bit. Maybe they're behind it. But for the most part, what he is talking about here is spiritual evil. Principalities. This is kind of an older, archaic English word, but it simply means, in this context, physical areas in this world that have great evil influence. Physical areas in this world that have great evil influence, meaning the demonic world, the principality that is behind it, specifically works in that city or that region or that country to not only influence it, but through it influence the entire world. That is a principality. And back then, Ephesus was a great principality. Many of the idols in the Roman Empire were forged there in Ephesus. Statues of gold and silver, magnificent-looking statues, they were forged there and purchased and bought and distributed all throughout the world. It was the principality, the region for idolatry. Not only that, you read about it in Ephesus. Witchcraft was so heavy in that city and out of Ephesus, that was the seat of witchcraft. It had become a principality throughout the world. But Paul came preaching and teaching there. The Bible says that many of them who practiced curious arts burned it all in the fire and said, we don't need this anymore, but Jesus Christ, amen, is the power that we have always been looking for and needing. Do these principalities exist nowadays? Oh, yes, they do. And are they trying to pull you down? You better believe it. But through the strength of the Lord, amen, we'll never fall, but we will always stand. Principalities like Mecca. Principalities like Rome. London, how about Moscow? How about New York? How about Hollywood? All of these principalities, these cities, are controlled by a high ranking evil spirit, and through their region and their territory, they are influencing the entire world for darkness. Paul then lists something else. He says, Powers. It's different than a principality, it is a power. It's not a location, but it is a specific power. And in context, here it's speaking of a specific sinful type of influence. It's a power. What about Pride Month? It's a power. What about the violence that is in the earth? It is a power. What about madness? An insanity that's all of a sudden come out of nowhere, it seems. It's always been there, but it's really intensified. It's not a location. It's not a principality. But it is a power that is all over the world. What about offense? What about this new woke culture? The list goes on. All of these things are powers to pull apart this world and set the stage For the Antichrist to come, principalities and powers. You then have rulers of darkness. This is where it kind of gets into mankind. But what I believe here in my studies and in prayer and seeking this out the rulers of darkness of this age seek out rulership, they seek out leadership. They don't really so much seek out a city to control and to influence. They don't so much seek out a special type of influence, a special type of sin. But rather, high-ranking, ruling spirits of darkness seek out leaders in the earth. And they get behind and empower wicked political leadership to destroy mankind, to try to quench out the light of God, and to try to do everything it can do to pull down the church. You read in history... The Caesars were rulers of darkness and had great power from evil spirits. Many of the kings of the earth, many of the monarchs, the leaders, presidents even, some of them have been used greatly by the rulers of darkness of this age. You then have spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. A host is not just one, but a host means many. It's describing great armies of darkness that exist in the high upper realm and doing everything that they can through war and havoc to destroy this world. These are armies. These are movements that are getting behind various, various groups in the earth to try and destroy civilization. Where do you think riots come from, spiritual hosts of wickedness. Where all of a sudden do great armies in the earth all of a sudden rise up to wreak chaos all throughout the world? Where do they get their power? They get it from spiritual hosts of wickedness. So Paul says, we battle these things day in and day out, but our weapons are not carnal. The weapons that we use are not anything of this earth, to battle against powerful cities that are spreading forces of darkness and sin throughout the world. He said it's not the carnal weapons that we use to fight these specific types of sin of sinful influences. It is not our own power that comes against a political leader that is seeking to destroy mankind and to destroy the church and to ultimately set the stage for the beast. Oh, no. He said we don't use the natural things of this world to fight great armies that are in the heavenly places to try and to wreak havoc and to destroy the earth. He said, oh, no, you and I fight with God's armor. And the great armor that we battle with is truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. The Bible says that if you have all of these things on you and within you and you believe it and live it, then not even Satan himself can bring you down. Praise God. The devil can't fight God's truth. He can't fight God's righteousness. He can't fight his peace. He can't fight his faith. He can't fight the salvation. And he certainly cannot fight the word of God. And the Bible says it takes all six of these things To battle these high, four-ranking spirits, and if you have these things, you are walking in the strength of the Lord. You got to have God's truth. You got to know this truth, and when you know this truth, it will make you free. You feel bound. You feel shackled. You might have a truth problem. There might be a little lie going on in your life that needs to get out of your mind and to get out of your heart and follow what is truth. When's the last time you studied the oneness of God? That is one of the greatest truths that you can ever know. Matter of fact, the Bible says if you believe in one God, you do very well. The devils believe and they tremble. (laughs) That's the late great T.W. Barnes. It was a great prophet, a great preacher among us. They asked him, they said, uh, so when you go into a hotel room or stay as a guest in somebody's home, do you get in and anoint all the doorposts and plead the blood and try to cast out all the demons? He said, nope, don't need to. He said, I'm a one God preacher. And if the devil wants to lay awake under my bed and tremble all night, that is his business. It's got nothing to do with me. Amen. But we are a people that believes in one God and it makes the devil tremble. You want to do a little sp- spiritual warfare? Start quoting the Bible. Hear, O my house. Hear, O my children. Hear, O my wife and my husband. The Lord our God, the Lord Jesus Christ is one Lord. And watch victory come into your life. Praise God. Praise God. The truth will make you free. It will bring freedom to your thoughts. It will bring freedom to your heart. And if you know this doctrine and you love this doctrine, there is a freedom in that, praise the Lord. Know this truth. Love this truth. Believe this truth. The devil is the father of lies, and there is no truth found in him. You ever want to know the will of God? You can know it by sometimes figuring out what the devil is saying, and go ahead and believe the opposite. Matter of fact, I have a secret. That nobody really even knows about. But there are a few people out there, maybe or may not be in this church, that if I'm trying to find the will of God, I'll mention the idea to them. And whatever they say, I go ahead and do the opposite. Because I know they miss the will of God. Well, no. No, they're not in here right now. They're not a part of this church. Maybe they used to be. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I've done that. I put a little test on people. I put a little test in the spirit world to try to determine what is truth. And if you love it and you have it on you, on your belt with which your sword and your shield hang on, amen. you got to have the truth. That's where faith and the word of God hangs on, on yourself. It is on that belt. Have the truth of God always. Love it and believe it and seek it out and know it. Can you say amen? You need to have the breastplate of righteousness, love righteousness. Let it be upon your heart. Let it be, amen, deep down inside of you that you love doing what God says is right. If God says it's wrong, I don't want to have anything to do with it. But I follow God's law above any other law. I follow God's way above any other way. And when you have that attitude, you have that belief, and you live that, you will obtain God's righteousness You know, most of the time, the devil tries to deceive us through our flesh. He tries to deceive us and pull us down through our carnal desires. But occasionally, he tries to get the saint through the heart, through the thoughts and the feelings and through the emotions. That's how he got Judas. He knew he couldn't get him through his flesh. He couldn't tempt him with various sins out there. But he knew if he could cause anger and resentment in his heart against somebody's worship. You know the story, the woman walked in there with an alabaster box, very expensive, and broke it and poured it upon the Lord. And he got so mad and said, this should have been given to the poor. And through that lie and through that attitude, he mocked her worship, thought it should have been done for something else. Let me tell you this, never mock somebody's giving to the church of the living God. Never think for one minute that what we offer here to this campus and to God, that there's anything wrong with it. Let me tell you what, there is the greatest act of worship, and that is to give to the church of the living God, to give to the work of God. Amen. It's the greatest gift that you can ever give. That is how God blesses. Can you say amen? Amen. This type of attitude got into Judas, and it led to his betrayal and led to his own madness and ending his life. What would have happened if he would have kept righteousness inside of him? What would have happened if he would have realized that this is how God called this woman to worship, to anoint his body for the burial? He would have never fallen, but he would have been able to stand. If you have righteousness, the devil cannot bring you down. Have peace upon your feet. Everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, you know how to walk in God's peace. Church, peace is not just simply the absence of conflict. But rather, biblically, and as the Hebrew mind understood it, it is simply being made whole and being complete. Meaning you lack nothing in your walk with God. You and God are on good speaking terms. You and God are on a good relationship and friendship term. You and God have no problems at all. That is how you walk in peace. The Bible says that the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Satan has no peace. Everything to him is chaos. Everything to him is conflict. And if you can learn to walk in peace, even the principalities and the powers cannot bring you down. Praise the Lord. Keep the shield of faith. He said, above all, keep the shield of faith of faith. You've got to have it, the shield of faith. It'll quench the fiery darts of Satan. When it seems like attacks come from far away, out of nowhere, that shield of faith will keep you going. Amen. Faith is what pleases God ultimately. See, the devil only focuses on what is seen. The God focuses on faith. It is things that are not seen. Matter of fact, if you can see it, if you can behold it, you don't need faith. But if it's something you can't see, it is only faith that can make it happen. And if you will lose your faith, you will lose a lot. You know, the Lord told Peter that soon I'm going to go into Jerusalem and I am going to be betrayed. And I am going to be put on trial. And he tried to argue with the Lord about that. He didn't believe the word of God and lost his faith. Even to the point in that courtyard, he looked up and he said, I don't know the man. He didn't lose truth right then and there. He didn't lose his righteousness. He didn't lose his peace. He didn't lose his salvation. He lost his faith. And it nearly opened the door for Satan to come in and destroy him as it did Judas. Keep your faith always. Even though it may not seem like God's working, he's working. Even though it may seem like God's not doing something, trust me, he's always doing something. He's always moving. He's always doing. He's always looking out for you. And if you will just have faith, amen, you will see God do the miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. This is the armor of God. This is our strength. Amen. Your salvation. Oh, your salvation is powerful. When you have obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ and repenting of your sins and turning to the Lord, being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost and becoming a sold-out, committed disciple of the Lord, never wavering, never turning, but following the Lord, you are a force to be reckoned with against these high-ranking evil spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you how, much, how so powerful your salvation is. The Lord sent out his disciples to go and to cast out devils, and they came back and said, Lord, we're so excited, and they celebrated, and they shouted that they were able to cast out devils. And he said, that's good, but don't get too happy about that. The real party you need to be having is that your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus taught them, what would it profit you if you gained the whole world and lost your own soul? In other words, what would it profit you if you cast out every devil in the land and lost your own soul? What would it profit you if you prophesied to everybody and it all came to pass and you lost your own soul? What would happen if you discipled everybody in the city, but you lost your own soul? But he said the ultimate power that you have and the thing that you should celebrate day in and day out is that your name is written in heaven. If you've got your name in heaven, the devil cannot bring you down. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, your salvation is a power. Let me tell you what, we need to think about our salvation. We need to meditate upon it. Amen, that this world is not our home, but we are headed for something even greater. I'll tell you what, some of the most discouraging moments of my life were washed away when I realized and remembered that this is only temporal and this world is not my final destiny. We've only got about 70 years anyway, 80 years if you've got the strength of the Lord, but it doesn't matter what happens here on this life. You and I crash land in heaven and we're there for all eternity. That's a weapon against the devil. You know why? Because heaven is not his eternity. Hell is his eternity. You know where you and I are going, we're going to replace what he once had originally. That's why he fights us. That's why he comes against us. That's why he sent principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual hosts of wickedness against the church because he wants heaven. But he knows according to the word of the Lord, he's kicked out of it and can never have it. But you and I have become the kings and priests. You and I have inherited heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, can you clap your hands unto the Lord? I feel the strength of the Lord coming to somebody tonight. This is the armor of God. The musicians that please come. Oh, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. It's the written word. It's the spoken word. It's everything that God has declared. Oh, the word of God is so powerful. That's what Jesus used when Satan tempted him. You noticed he didn't say, I cast you out, Satan. Oh, no, he just quoted the word. He just said, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Even look in the book of Jude, talking about Michael disputing with Satan over the body of Moses. Michael doesn't say, Satan, I cast you out, but he simply says, Satan, the Lord, rebukes you because these high-ranking spirits, these principalities and powers, the only defense that you really have against them, yes, God can rebuke them. Yes, God can send them away. But your greatest source of combat against them is the armor of God, the truth, the righteousness, the peace, the faith, the salvation, and the word of God. If you love it, read it, and you live it, you are a force that is indestructible in this world. When you think about it right now, mankind does have evil imaginations, the Bible says. And I don't think there is really any governor at all on mankind's imagination. God has said, man, if you want to think of it, go ahead and do it. Whatever sin you want to imagine, ever since the flood, God has said, I am no longer stopping what man wants to do. I'm no longer going to destroy the world. So go ahead, man, and sin and do whatever you want. Mankind is destroying this earth. Mankind, his sin, is influencing other people's sin. But I just look at the world that we have been watching and observing since 2020. There is no way that this is only the works of mankind. There is no way that this is only man's power, only man's destructive force. But there are principalities at work. There are powers that are at work. There are rulers of darkness of this age that are at work. And there are great spiritual hosts of wickedness. High-ranking spirits, and if you are not careful, they will pull you down with the rest of this world. But God's word said it that if you can learn to stand, you will stand in the hour of temptation. Amen. You know, these six pieces of armor, a helmet, a belt, a breastplate, foot armor, a shield, a sword, with this six, these six pieces of armor, the Roman armies were able to conquer all of the known world. That's how powerful they were would come up against armies and literally mow them down with just simply a belt a breastplate foot armor a shield a helmet and the sword of the spirit and paul says as strong as the roman army was you can be that strong with god someday but it's not just physical weapons but it's spiritual things that if you will have this truth in you If you will have righteousness in you and you will have peace in you and you will have faith in you and salvation and the word of God, you can never be brought down with this world. I just feel today that God's strength is coming to somebody. I feel today, amen, the battle you have been fighting. It's not just a little demon, oh no, but it's the principality of this city. I mean, you think about it. Here in our own town, we battle these own things. Think about it. Principality and power Where is the meth coming from? You know It's a principality And it is a power All of the casinos that were built All of this and that All of the things that are coming in and out Human trafficking Things like that that are happening in the city The things that we are feeling You know what it is? It's principalities and powers It's rulers of darkness It's spiritual hosts of wickedness And the only combat that you have against it Is God's armor I wish I could say that it is weakening. Oh no, it's not. It is strengthening. And it's only a matter of time before it tries to reach out and to grab you. And the only thing that'll help you to stand against it and to block it and to dodge it and to make it fall away is God's holy armor. His truth, his righteousness, his peace, his faith, his salvation, and the word of God. Let me tell you what, when you have those things, you will prevail. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's all stand together. Praise God. Lord, I just call upon you for strength for somebody here tonight. And I feel like there is somebody out there. They've got the truth. They've got righteousness. They've got faith. They've got salvation. They've got your word, Lord. But there is just a lacking of peace in their life. I pray today, Lord, that they get that peace on their feet tonight at the altar. I pray, amen, that they walk out of here, amen, a completely changed person. Amen. Tonight is the night, amen, of armor. Tonight tonight is, amen, God's strength, amen, is coming tonight to somebody. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Amen. If you want God to arm you, amen, with these things, I invite you to come to the altar tonight. Amen. Won't you take a step to be strong? Amen. Amen. If you feel like a hindrance to come to the altar. That's the power of a principality. It's a ruler of darkness trying to convince you that there's nothing up here for you. That's a lie of the devil. But let me tell you what, when the altar is open, that's the place to be changed. That's the place to be made strong. That's the place, amen, whatever was preached to have it fall on you and fulfilled in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody get your salvation on your head. Hallelujah. Get the truth on your waist. Hallelujah. Get righteousness on you. Get the word of God in your hand, hallelujah. Get faith in the other hand, hallelujah. Oh, praise God, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, become a man or a woman of war. Hallelujah, these high-ranking spirits cannot destroy God's saints, hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. If you've got it, you've got it. You've got to be it, you've got to be it. Hallelujah. Strength come now to your people, I pray in Jesus' name. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Forces of evil, you've been exposed. And you will not bring us and our family down. You will not bring our church down. And the word is gonna get out. There is strength here on the mountain. That those, Lord, who feel weakened, they can come here and find strength. It's here, it's here, it's here. God's armor is here. God's armor is here for anybody that'll put it on, for anybody that'll walk in it and believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are surrounded by the Lord. We are surrounded by the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. That's right. Get a hold of God tonight. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.